Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Rose Shearer here, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It is wonderful. And today I want to tell you a story. Now, it was interesting because this came to me a couple of days ago, and I just thought it was fantastic. And without getting too political, it of course resonated with me to what is going on in the world today. But you know what? <clears throat> this can happen in any area of your own life, not barring, you know, pandemics and governments and, and that sort of thing. This can happen in your own life. You can create a system by which you are your own jailer. And that is very, that is very unfortunate. That is, that is something that will stop you from growing and expanding as a human being. And that's not what we want. We want to open our minds and our souls up. And we want to be light. We want to become. And uh, this is this is a really good demonstration of a, like a parable of a story of something. Actually, this isn't a parable. It actually is true. You've heard the story about how to train an elephant, right? As long as they get the elephants when they're little and they stake them to the ground, once they're full grown, they won't try and pull the stake out. They literally, for life, will consider themselves staked to the ground, even though there are tons of animal flesh that literally could just walk away. They don't. I don't know what drives that behavior in, in nature. Um, why an elephant would do that when a wolf, you know, gets caught in a trap and he'll literally chew his leg off in order to get free. It's, those types of things to me are just sort of fascinating, the, the dichotomy of the reaction. Now, I was on Brendan Bouchard's Influencer Summit, Summit this uh, past week, and it was wonderful in the fact that I guess this is an event he does for his students that people, you know, pay to go to and then travel to get to. And for some reason, I, I, I think it was all sort of last minute, he decided to throw it onto YouTube, make it live and free. And he brought on some amazing guests, you know, the Jay Shetties and um, uh, Boss Babe and the founder of... Uh, it Cosmetics, Evan Carmichael, who's apparently some famous YouTuber that I'd never heard of. But it was Evan actually this morning that I in turn heard this example, just as a quick segue before I go into how to catch a pig. He did a video and I think I shared it to my Instagram account as well. It comes on, but actually that's just a little teeny tag and then he speaks after that. And one of the things he said, which resonates with me because I talk about this all the time, is how it is okay to learn from someone that you don't 100% agree with. Now, perfect example, on my Facebook page uh, two weeks ago, <clears throat> I posted that I was going to a freedom rally in my country. I live in the West Coast of British Columbia. And there's a lot of us that are feeling that the governments are, our government is overreaching and we do not like the direction that it's going. So this really isn't about wear a mask, don't wear a mask. It's about freedom and, and your liberties being taken away. And if you, so here's something to kind of a, a litmus test for you. If you are reacting with anger and hatred, you do not have an open mind. 
I might get frustrated and I might get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, animated. But I don't attack other people. And if I have in the past, then I apologize. And these are lessons that I've had to learn and had to work through in my own life. But for the most part, we react one way with our limiting beliefs and our mind closed. If you can just approach every situation with an open mind to say, does this ring true for me? For me. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with other people. I don't have to agree with you. Does this ring true for you? Well, Evan spoke about this on his on this um, post he put on Instagram about how psychologically, you know, the studies have been done and, and in marketing, by the way, which I have a marketing background, this is so very true. It is an actual fact that if we do not see ourselves in print advertising, we will pass over it and sort of ignore it. In other words, if you are a white woman, you're going to look for a white woman in the advertisement. If you are a black man, you are going to look for a black man in the advertisement. If you are gay, there might be something about it. You're looking for that gay lesbian um, connection. So... What he was saying was, when you have that limiting belief and you allow yourself to be controlled like that, and when I say that's not external forces, this is something within yourself. This is your ego, your your subconscious that is creating this tunnel vision. You are limiting yourself and putting yourself in a box. And I just thought that was fantastic. So like I say, I've, I've known this about marketing forever. So for instance, in Canada, we are a very multicultural country up here. So there's very little things that go out in the west coast of BC that do not have multiple races and male and female, like in the advertising, banking advertisement, things like that, because we have a huge Asian do- a population, we have a huge uh, Indian population. We have, you know, we have our Aboriginals or our First Nations. Um, we have white people from, because this is a British colony that is, is very British in a lot of ways. But that's the founding people. Everyone else that's come afterwards had a lot of diversity. And because we see ourselves in these types of things, people, yes, get paid really big bucks to ensure that they're marketing to the right demographic and to your ego and your subconscious. That is a thing, just so you know. But it was really interesting. So he said, you know, if if I, a white male, can listen to Oprah, a black female, and learn from her, then I'm going to do it, he says. It doesn't matter that she's not a white guy. We limit ourselves every single day unconsciously. And that is something that once you're aware of it, then you can practice not being that way. You can stop yourself. When you're about to just pass over something and it just stop yourself and take a second look and go, can I learn from this? Am I writing this off because of a subconscious limiting belief or a, you know, psychological construct that I've created in my own life? I just, I find, so just, you know, guys, I find this stuff fascinating because when I was in high school and in university, psychology was one of my favorite subjects. It never ceases to amaze me how the human mind thinks, you know, in a big way. Now, I will give you a little piece of, um, uh, I don't know what, some foreshadowing of some upcoming podcasts. Going to get a little woo-woo again on you. I am listening to the book, Waking Up in 5D, and I have to say, 
I was raised, as you, you know, my regular listeners know, I was raised with a very strict and very rigid, uh, way worse than the Catholics, <laughs> uh, Christianity, where, you know, dancing was a sin and movies were a sin and lipstick was a sin. It was like a moving target. Because, and actually where they get that from, just to qualify and quantify, is holding yourself apart. That's where all these ridiculous uh, rules and regulations came from in the fact that the Pentecostal church was always so concerned that we looked different from the rest of the world, that we held ourselves apart. That's how the world would know that we followed Christ versus not. I'm not seeing it as an adult now. That's not what differentiates us. I saw so much, oh, what's the word? Racism. I saw so much cheating and lying in my church by people and businessmen. My dad used to say, if you, if you want someone honest, don't do business with a Christian. That is a disgusting thing to say when you think about the fact that we're supposed to be followers of Christ. It's like, really? And yet some of the biggest atrocities in history are committed in the, in the uh, name of religion. And there's some reasons for that. Some stuff I'm going to do a little research on and share with you because, again, find it fascinating. No, I have to say, I have to give my son a little credit for here. As he was coming into his teen and young adult years, especially young adult, he did a lot of research into this kind of stuff because he used to be very interested in the background. You know, why do we celebrate Christmas versus, you know, the, doing things like the Druids and, and, and the, um, what's, uh, the solstices? Why did this religion gain popular here, there, and everywhere? There's historical events and leaders that drove all that behavior. You know, I think it's Rome. I think we're talking back in, in, in ancient times. There was a division in that country between the, I guess what you'd call, um, not the Druids, but people that believed in nature and stuff, and this new wave of Christianity. And he had to find peace in his country, in the, in the empire. So these are kind of some of the things that drove behaviors and the creation of religion, all man-made, absolutely had nothing to do with divine divinity at all especially when you're, they run around you know looking seeking power the church has no business being involved in government and uh, although you know don't get me wrong i i believe in a higher power and i don't want my national anthem changed i have no problem saying in god we trust whatever that god is to you uh, but they shouldn't be making policy and for thousands of years the church england france italy spain literally was a power hungry powerhouse looking to rule the population and a lot of it was done through misinformation and fear-mongering and of course because without the print before the invention of the printing press and the fact that you know educate people weren't educated it was a really easy thing to do so everything sort of started going to hell in a handbasket when the population got their hands on information anyways that's another whole story but these are things you need to think about if anything i just said sort of sent up a little flare for you then go Fan that flame a little bit and see what comes. Open your mind, open your heart big time and, and see what you might find. What we are aware of will come across to us. So in other words, I've used this analogy before. If you all of a sudden bought a red car, which five years ago, my husband gave me one for my birthday. I now notice every red car out there completely off my radar before. Years ago, when I bought myself a BMW, a little sports car, BMWs I noticed driving everywhere. They'd never been on my radar before. I drove Honda products before that. I had an Acura. So this is what happens to us. This is human nature. Be aware of it. 
it doesn't make it bad. It's just an awareness. So my girlfriend, Birta, sent me this great thing on catching a pig. Now, it started out like this. And I again, I I'm, this does relate to politics to a certain extent, but you do not need to take it that way. Uh, and I'm not going to get into it in a big way. But the quote that started this story is, remove one freedom per generation and soon you will have no freedom and no one would have noticed. Now, that is why I went to the Freedom Rally two weeks ago, because I'm watching our freedoms being taken away by an overreaching government. There's things that just innately in my heart aren't, aren't making sense to me. Things that are just, are just, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, rhetoric. It's just a story being told. It's just a grab for power. I ju I'm just seeing too much that's not making sense. So that doesn't mean that I had to agree with every single thing I heard at that rally. Not even remotely. And that's one of the other things too that um, this young fellow, uh, Evan Carmichael, talked about. It isn't just listening to people that look like us. It's also kind of opening your mind to say, can I learn from someone that I don't agree with other things on their platform? In fact, he had some guy on, who was it? Oh, the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know that gentleman's name, but the one that movie was made for. He was a criminal and he was arrested. Um, however, he's had him on his show. And he said, because that man still had a, an ability to sell. You could learn from him. So it was kind of a, uh, definitely way left example, a little extreme for me, but at the same token, I could understand the concept. So one of the things that was in the poster for this freedom rally was um, open the borders. Do you know what? Really at this point right now, I'm not okay with that. I'm thinking, no, keep the border shut down for a little bit longer. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But I didn't have to agree with the, you know, the seven, ten things they listed that they're fighting against for me to still support the fact that I felt freedoms are really being, you know, anytime the word mandatory or detention centers that are being built here in Canada come on up onto the news. And these are fact check guys. And I don't mean by the weirdos like Snopes and all that stuff that are being paid for by governments and, and big corporations. I mean the freelance news people go on to the Canadian websites and pull work orders off them, things the government has actually applied for, because we have a system like that here, and it's Freedom Information Act, and find out the actual facts. And yes, these detention centers um, are being created all across Canada. What for? I mean, there's, I saw an interview the other day of one of the leaders in New Zealand and this crazy woman, and I am going to use that very strongly. So these, so these are some of my opinions. Crazy woman was very clear that if you don't get tested for COVID, you're never leaving their detention center. So it's a pretty big, it was a pretty big incentive, she said, for you to get tested. And I'm like, does she even hear herself? So basically, you're going to stay in a concentration camp until you do what they want you to do. It's not saving lives, really. It's not, it's just mandatory government intervention. So there's a lot of people out there that have got a little taste of the Nazi um, type mind frame and are running with it. And you know what? That has existed in history for years. I talked about on the podcast last week about how border um, guards had to do a little PR work uh, 20 some odd years ago, 25 years ago, because they were overstepping and they're angry and they were treating people disrespectfully because a little power went to their heads. And Power is a very dangerous thing. So these are all just little things to think about. 
And this is the story of a professor telling a story, do you know how to catch a wild pig? Now the professor thought it was a joke and asked for the punchline and the young man said, no, it's, this is when he was in his history, it's not a joke. You catch wild pigs by finding a suitable place in the woods and putting corn on the ground. The pigs find it and begin to come every day to eat the free food. Then they get used to coming every day. You put a fence down one side of the place where they are used to coming. When they get used to the fence, they begin to eat the corn again and you put up another side of the fence. They get used to that and start to eat again. You continue till you have all four sides of the fence up with a gate at the last side. The pigs, which are used to the free corn, start to come through the gate to eat that corn again. You slam the gate shut and catch them and the whole herd. Suddenly, the wild pigs have lost their freedom. They run around and around inside the fence, but they're caught. Soon they go back to eating the free corn. They are so used to it that they have forgotten how to forage in the woods for themselves, so they accept their captivity. Now, this story was told because of how we're seeing communism and socialism creep into America and Canada through very, very subtle things. So a little rhetoric here, a little story there, a little false news there, media being censored, Twitter, Facebook. It's not even subtle actually right now, but it started out very subtly and we just kept saying that's okay. So something you should always remember, there is no such thing as a free lunch, okay? And that is basically the basis of socialism and it's in communism. And it's one of the things that I talked about with uh, Merrick Slomowski that was on uh, my podcast a couple months ago, the author of Chasing Black Unicorns. And we talked about China, for instance, and he made a very valid point. He says, when the rest of the world looks at a country like China and thinks, why wouldn't they want democracy? Well, they're never going to fight for that or change because they're getting the free lunch. They're in a cage, but the corn is being supplied. And until you can guarantee these people that they will have jobs and roofs over their head and food in their tummies, they're not going to rise up against the regime that is controlling them. Because let's face it, when you really think about it, the only reason we are controlled is because we give up our power. So if you were doing this in your, like I, I could talk politics on this right now, it always ceases to amaze me that a few government armies control millions only because we allow it. You gave up, you gave up your, your freedom and your right to those in authority. And for the most part, I've been very comfortable with that because I appreciate that, you know, I have medical and I have education and my roads are paved. I live in a pretty amazing place in Canada. But we're watching that all being taken away from us right now in some very dark, forcey type things that just, again, my spirit just doesn't sit right with it all. There's something else at play here. But politics aside, we do this in our own lives. We allow this to happen in our families. I allowed it to happen in my family for years. I gave my power over to my mom and my sister with their abuse and the way they treated me. And I let them, I let myself feel like the victim when in fact I have the power. You know, it wasn't until I did an ancestral clearing and cleared stuff with my dad, cleared the stuff from a past life with my sister and the relationship we carried in that life. And even my mom, but I did that one years ago that things really started to change and to understand that I don't need to react to the situation. The only thing I can control is my reaction. Now, waking up in 5D, one of the interesting uh, 
pieces of information that came out of that was when she was talking about how we choose how we react to a situation. So when someone says something to you, and quite honestly, anyone that had heard it would think sarcasm, bit of a put down, but she chooses to always treat it like a compliment. And that changes everything. That takes away the power from the bully. That takes away the person trying to put you down. It gives you your power back. And we really, and if I could say anything going forward now in this next phase of, of life on earth here, it is to change how we view what is going on around us. To choose the light over the dark. And mastering yourself and your reaction to the world around you is number one the place to start. Number one, Will Smith, you know, I, I don't really follow the Hollywood stuff, but every now and then he pops up on Instagram and I don't know why, cause I don't follow him and it's never his, it's never his channel. It's maybe it's just been hashtagged or something. And that's why it shows up in my feed. And he talks very much about the fact, and I know him and his wife have worked very hard on this cause I have seen them in interview once or twice, even uh, Jay Shetty actually even interviewed them once and talking about that. If you can, you will not be super successful and maintain it in your life and can maintain that control and that mastery if you cannot master your own mindset. And Tom Bilio talks about this. If I've saying that name wrong, I apologize. In fact, he was a guest on Brendan's show uh, summit last week and I started following his wife. She is quite a powerhouse unto herself. This is a couple that for 20 years have worked very, very hard to, to build their nutritional company, their coaching businesses, their their mindset and their marriage. It is, it is not something that just happens accidentally. They are people out there like myself that we worked hard. We work hard in reading books and learning and training, opening our minds, creating new habits so that we can be all that we can be. So when, um, little Mr. Carmichael there, Evan, when he was talking in his uh, Instagram this morning, saying how if we, you know, always discount things that don't personally relate to us, we are always limiting ourselves. We are always putting ourselves in a box. And, you know, it was, it's, it was very tough to let go of some of my ingrained raising. So let's go back to the religious thing again, because I talk about it, guys, because it's, what's, it's what I know, Okay. When we were told that, you know, that you're not to have any other gods before you and every other religion is wrong. And it's like, really? Okay, well, I got older and then started listening to some of the messages of other religions and things like that. And there's some lots of really good stuff and really good messages in lots of religions. But when you get into the stuff like, is it always the Muslims or there is there another religion out there that I'm just not getting the, the names? And they're, they're, they're their biblical book talks about, you know, infidels and killing off these people, no different than the Bible here, guys. That's, I'm not okay with that. That now is religion. That is man-made. That is not divine intervention. That is not spirituality. That's not us ascending. That's not us getting to a, to a heavenly place. That just, those two things cannot go together in my world. And they shouldn't go together in your world either. If you can't align the heart and the head, then you need to do the work and find a way to get those things in line. You know, when we always talk, we listen to the, the, the movies and always going after the terrorists in these movies and talk about how, you know, they, the suicide bombers and they're promised 40 virgins when they get to heaven. 
what did the virgins do wrong in this situation to be gang raped when, when, when these religious fanatics get there on the other side? Hmm? What did they do to deserve that punishment? They're a bunch of virgins. So, so that's a really bizarre example. But guys, I want you, I want you to try and hear the ludicrousy of it. The ludicrousy of anything that is so black and white and or that hurts another person. We are a single collective consciousness on this planet. I don't care what religion you are, what country you live in, and what color or sex you are. And I don't even care how you identify with that sex, sexual orientation. Now, I have a slightly different attitude about sexual orientation. because this been, The transgender thing and all this is a really big thing nowadays. But my question is always just this. But it comes from a belief structure that is, is coming later in my life. If we choose how we come to this earth, and you have chosen to come here as a male or a female, why would you second guess that once you're here? But I guess part of that, in alignment with what I'm you know, teaching you now, is maybe that's part of the journey of what you needed to learn in, in this life. I don't know. But it's, it's kind of interesting. Now, I've been a man and a female in prior lives. I have been Asian. I have been successful and I have been abused. These were all lessons I had to learn to fulfill the message and the destiny and the work I have to do in this lifetime. And the funny thing is, you're never too late to start, guys. I'm in my 50s and I'm literally starting, I'm culminating actually by starting the last leg of my journey of prior lives, of my education, my master numbers show, you know, certain things. And it is my job to ensure that I share and guide light out into the world and help others with that. That's why I've always struggled with the, with the term coach. Um, it's really not what I do. I'm really more of a teacher and a guide to help you. I teach high functioning habits on my sort of woo woo side. I would have to say I'm more of a spiritual guide. And when I say spiritual, I mean you getting in touch, heart and head, with a collective consciousness out there and understanding that you have the ability to be the light of the world. And I was raised with that through my religious upbringing. I just have a much more open concept to what the actual scriptures were talking about. And as most of you know that listen to me regularly, you know that I have a bit of a pet peeve about the Catholic Church. And that I think the Dead Sea Scrolls, which I understand from someone the other day, have gone missing. <laughs> that was the latest and greatest uh, conspiracy theory. I think they need to be pulled out of the Vatican and completely redone. Um, like re, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when you translate, retranslate. I mentioned, I talk about this all the time. I'm not sure if it would tell me anything more about what I, you know, what's right or wrong or whether it would give more enlightenment. But you do have to just sort of look at how history has played out. And this is something my son was really good at when he was studying history and he'd bring me this information. Until a couple thousand years ago when Jesus Christ roamed the earth and the scriptures were created and all of this stuff, women were actually respected. The divine feminine was actually worshipped in many cultures. You know, we were one with nature. We used medicines from the ground and from the earth. And then mankind, and I do use the word, so I know I have a lot of male listeners, almost 40% of you out there that listen to my show are men. Uh, and thank you. <laughs> uh, my stats show me that. So unless you're filling out your profile where you're really a, you're really a woman, 37% of you are guys that listen to my show. And I sort of relate to that. That's both sides of, of that in my own life. I sometimes find men easier to relate to. 
Uh, it took me a long time coming through my life to learn to relate to women. I really just couldn't stand the high school nonsense of, you know, the cliques and the nastiness and the beauty queens. And I just found guys easier. You know, I grew up on the back of a dirt bike and can shoot a 22. Not well, by the way. I just really never became a thing I was very good at. You know, I skied and we were just outdoor camping, fishing type people. And as much as I'm a real girlies girl, uh, girly girl, that is still the upbringing I was brought up in. So, you know, there's three of us women, my mom, my two, my sister and I, and my poor dad, but he ruled the roost and I just found it easier to relate sometimes to guys than women with all their drama because I just can't handle the drama. <laughs> Even though I tend to sometimes create it in my own life for just a little wow factor, I struggle with it and what a lot of women bring to the table with their cattiness and you know, putting someone down to get ahead, I just, there's no part of that that I even have ever been able to relate to in my life. And I just found guys easier sometimes. So that is something you might want to ask yourself too. Do you find yourself relating in a certain way? And could you open your, your scope up a little bit and see what else might be possible? Okay. All of these things play into these belief structures and these stories. Our job is to become to grow. I believe as humans, God gave us free will, put it whatever word you want in there, to have choice. I'm not sure the divine really realized how much that was going to cause a problem. And the fact that how terribly awful mankind can be to each other. Well, I believe we're coming to the end of a certain era in mankind and we're we're stepping into something new. And that something new is enlightenment and light. So right now on my parting thoughts, I ask you this. If you find yourself angry, depressed, lashing out at people, getting stuck on a point of view, remember the pigs. Don't let yourself get fenced in, even if it's not political, just in your own mind. Do not do this to yourself. Because unfortunately, honey, honey's the only, sorry, I use that word a lot um, in my personal life, not on this podcast, but I'm starting to get very personally related to all of you and your energies out there. And that's, sorry, that's why that slipped out. I absolutely can see, I'm starting to see how we do this to ourselves. No one put me in a box but myself when I was younger. I can blame my family and what went on, um, but uh, it really was just me. Anyways, the fun news is my son is here. He's going down to see his grandparents today. And uh, I think I've made my points today. Keep your mind open. Follow people on social media. If you're going to be on social media, that inspire you and enlighten you. And leave the rest alone. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.